0: Hello everybody and welcome to yet another what I'm sure will be a banger episode of Nurse Talk Movies. I am today's host Tristan Bins, joined as usual by uh, just my home skillet biscuit as it were Drew Garrison. Drew how you doing?
1: Doing pretty well doing pretty well. I'm excited to talk about today's movie.
0: As am I Drew as am I. Some could describe it as a real knockout of a film. You know, uh, and those those sums, the, they would be correct. It's me. I'm some. That's right, everybody. You read the title of the episode, or you didn't. I don't know. But we mentioned what we were going to be, you know, putting out next episode. Anyway, we're talking about Creed 3. Uh, so if you haven't seen Creed 3 and you don't want spoilers, kick rocks. But I don't know why you would have clicked on a spoiler talk if you didn't want spoilers. So here is a synopsis for Creed 3. Contributed as always by IMDB. Is it accurate? Let's find out. Adonis has been thriving in both his career and family life, but when a childhood friend and former boxing prodigy resurfaces, the face off is more than just a fight. That's actually shockingly accurate. Very accurate. I was not expecting that from IMDb. You know, we I ever since uh I I saw their synopsis for Jurassic Park, I've been given IMDB a lot of shit. And that was uh, that was a a few months ago, and there have been other instances where we're just like, this is really burying the lead here. But I feel like the last couple times they've been they've been on the upswing for us. I think I gotta start giving them a little a little more credit, you know, credit where credit's due. Yeah, it seems
1: like they hired a good intern to help. It seems like
0: they did. Or, you know, maybe someone just going in the back channels and editing it to make things not look ridiculous. But either way, I'm not complaining. It makes our our situation a lot easier. Now, on to the cast and crew. So, this film was directed by Malcolm B. Jordan in his directorial debut. And might I say, did a great job. The screenplay was done by Keenan Kugler and Zach Balin with a story by Ryan Kugler, Keenan Kugler, and Zach Balin. So even though Ryan Coogler didn't direct this one, you know, and he didn't direct the last one either, he's still uh, a heavy influence on the franchise. He's still got, his, still got his mitts, still got his paws in the in the pie, as it were.
1: Hey, it's kind of his baby, so.
0: I mean, and thank God for that. Thank God he's not an absentee father like Apollo <laughs> Creed was for Adonis Creed, you know? He's still he's still around. He's still contributing. So, in addition to directing, uh, Michael B. Jordan once again stars as Adonis Creed, joined by Tessa Thompson as Bianca Creed, uh, featuring you know the first Beardsen Creed franchise of Jonathan Majors as Damian Anderson, Diamond Dame, and whew, we'll talk about him. Uh, you got That's Wood cool. Harris back as Little Duke. Got Felicia Rashad back as Marianne Creed. Got Mila Davis-Kent making her debut as Amara Creed, and she is just adorable. You got Jose Benavidez as Felix Chavez, and he's in this movie. He says some lines. And then, (laughs) you know, you got the GOAT. You got the GOAT, Florian Big Nasty Montenu, returning as Victor Drago. Now, unfortunately, he's not listed in the credits as Big Nasty, but let's be real, he'll always be Big Nasty in our hearts.
1: Like you can't, you can't like bring down Big Nasty. His name means you can't
0: bring down Big Nasty. That Drew, you are exactly right. You know, everyone knows uh, we're nerds here. Obviously, we're we're big fans of Batman Begins. And when he's saying he needs to be a a symbol, you know, something greater to to inspire the people of Gotham, that's what Big Nasty is like. He inspires Mm -hmm. us all to be bigger and nastier. And I thank him every day for that. Thank you, Big Nasty. Our father, who aren't in nasty <laughs> <laughs> The father, the son, and the big nasty spirit.
1: You're you the symbol that keeps Gotham alive.
0: He is the symbol that keeps Gotham alive, and he's the symbol that keeps talk movies alive on the days <laughs> where we're just not feeling nasty enough. <laughs> but enough of, of Big Nasty. Well, never enough of Big Nasty, but moving on from Big Nasty. So, we've covered multiple Rocky movies on this show before. Um, we covered Creed two last week. Not much build-up we need to do here for a for a prelude. Everyone, we we've been building to talking about Creed three for a while. We've been looking forward to it for a while, so let's get right into it. Drew, what are your general thoughts on Creed three?
1: My general thoughts is that it's Rocky five with a new coat of paint, but it does it pretty well. Like I have a fe- like I have a feeling like that the Creed movies are just taking the rock, like taking the Rocky movies that didn't do well and making them the sequels.
0: I mean, they're on to something.
1: They're onto something. It work. It works with Adonis because he is a great main character. Michael B. Jordan and Tessa Thompson both are killing it in all these movies. It is a little bit strange that Rocky is go- that Rocky is gone. Like they don't really mention is he dead? Is he just with his family or everything? Well, they mention
0: him in passing, like referring to to Apollo giving Rocky a shot. But yeah, they don't. I mean. They assume you've seen Creed, so it's like, oh, okay, he went to be with his family, but it's like, is he, you all still talk? Like,
1: Yeah, it's like, he was kind of like your father figure, I would expect you to at least, like, mention, like, oh, I've just got off the phone with Rocky and everything, he's yeah. with his
0: son or something. Something like that. Yeah,
1: but it's like, that's a small little thing, because... And it, it is
0: due to, like, behind-the-scenes stuff, where I think we talked about this last week, where... Uh, Sylvester Stallone wasn't returning because, like, studio bullshit, like practically just jacking the rights from him and whatnot.
1: Yeah, and and uh, I think he said he was also still like trying to leave anyway because he was ready for the Creed franchise to stand on its own. So mm-hmm. it's like it's both it's both studio interference and like just Sylvester Stallone really wants to see like uh, Michael B. Jordan stand on his own, which is kind of cool. It kind of feels like yeah, the cool. though, yeah, it kind of feels like the uh, the story of Creed has kind of made it into the real world. So that's yeah, nice. it's
0: been mirrored a bit. And I will say, going on to my general thoughts, for the most part, yeah, I, I do think like this movie does stand on its own like out, yeah. as, a, as a film outside of the, the Rocky franchise. One of the coolest things, I think, about the Creed trilogy, as, as it is now, is obviously if you're a longtime Rocky fan, like... It's fantastic but you can watch the whole thing as a complete story on its own without necessarily going back and watching all six other rocky movies you know Um, yeah and this is just the latest in a line of banger movies featuring uh, adonis creed i don't know if i'll say this is my favorite of the trilogy but it's at least my second favorite um general thoughts i just think the performances are great um, the pacing is a little strange in some places, I'm sure we'll get into that, yeah. but the fight choreography, the performances, the character dynamics, the music, like, it's, for me, it's a good time all around. I'm yeah. glad I saw it in IMAX.
1: When the eventual successor to this movie, whether it's Creed 4 or we follow a new protagonist, whenever it comes out, we gotta make sure that the Rocky the- that their theme is just Rocky's theme, updated. Like that is now cemented in my brain. You have to do it. If you don't, it's just not a good. You got to do it. You need yeah. the
0: the the hints of. Dun, dun, dun. Otherwise, <laughs> it's like, come on, what are you what are you doing here?
1: This movie cemented it for me. It's like we got that in the other two Creed movies, but this one is the one where it's like, okay, yeah, they really love the theme. It's it's tradition.
0: As well, they should. It's a. I mean, not only is it just a fantastic theme, but. It's one of the most iconic themes in cinema. And even though this is a franchise that can stand on its own, it never hurts to pay a little you know, pay your dues, pay a little homage to what came before. But before we dive in deeper to discussing the nitty gritty of Creed Three, let's uh let's take a second to talk about our sponsors. And as usual, our sponsor is the Big if surprise! I know. You never would have seen it it's like M. Night Shyamalan directed this ad break, guys. Like, what a twist! What a twist, indeed. So if you're looking for the best place to get your gaming and entertainment news, check out thenerdstash.com. As a plethora of very talented writers and content creators who are making it their mission to give people the latest news in the world of gaming, movies, television, and so much more. So, you know, I was I was just taking a, a gander at the Nerdstash earlier, you know, as I do. Uh, they got some, some updates on 90 Day Fiance, you know? They got some updates on the new Loki miniseries comic coming out. They got a review for Sonic Frontiers. They got all the all myriad types of nerdy news that you need to know about, okay? I feel like that's a slogan for something else. So if that is, I didn't mean to plagiarize it. That just crept in my head. It's in the guys. But regardless of the nerdy news that they already have on there you might have a chance to share some nerdy news yourself. Are you looking to start your uh, career in the game and entertainment journalism field? Or are you someone who is just looking to build your ever-growing resume? Regardless of your experience... Consider applying to join the writing team over at the thenerdstash.com. You can find the link for the site in the description of this very episode, regardless of what platform you're listening to us on. And in that description, you can also find a link that'll direct you to any open positions we have available on the site. All you gotta do is click on the link and follow the instructions provided. Now that's out of the way. Let's talk about Creed. Let's let's get into it, Drew. Where let's do you want to? Let's talk start? about Adonis. Uh, let's right. talk about Donnie.
1: So, I want to go over the cast first, because... Okay, we'll go over the
0: cast, of which Donnie is a part.
1: Yes, Donnie is a part. But, uh, there was a a joke that uh, a mutual friend of ours, actually, told to me, and uh, he said, like, this is just a parallel universe where Kang and Killmonger have to get into a boxing match in order to figure out who's going to
0: rule the multiverse. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I'd see it. I'd watch that movie.
1: I'd watch it, that movie. If it's too.
0: Killmonger from What If, I guess, that's the only way he could stand up to gang.
1: Yeah, just wanted to get that out of the way because that was gonna rack my brain till I said it. But yeah, the performances, I don't think that... I think the Creed series really just shows that there is not a miss when you have performances with Creed. Because Michael B. Jordan is given his A game. Tessa Thompson is given, oh my God. She's given some like her A game.
0: Or S game. Like her yeah. S tier game. Cause she yeah. here's 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 one fault She doesn't get that much to do, I'll be honest. Yeah. But but she left no crumbs. She ate. Like yeah. she <laughs> acted like the rent was due.
1: And you know what? She probably she probably has an entire decade's worth of rent after oh, this. Yeah. She's got she
0: she's now the landlord of the property.
1: <laughs>
0: it's in her name.
1: It's like I just can't believe like the amount of emotion both of them put into this movie. And not to, and uh, I wanted to bring them up first because even with their S tier, we got Jonathan Majors stealing the show. He's
0: coming in. I mean, we here's here. Let's just let's just pause. We knew for a fact he was going to come in and just change the game. We knew this. You know, we talked about it a little bit last week. We were like, he's he's gonna he's gonna come in. what's above s tier this man came in like the alpha and the omega like he just (laughs) he said i am that i am
1: in one of the games i play above s tier is double s and the final is smoking sexy style
0: okay well he well you know after that workout scene he did come in with some smoking sexy style so i think that's Mm -hmm. appropriate for jonathan majors here
1: it's incredible that he's able to like work so much different uh Emotions through a character, and he has to do it all in like one scene, mm-hmm. and it makes you, and it makes me realize why we love him as the different versions of Kang, even if Kang is like not one of my favorites. It's like it's because of Jonathan. He just makes He's it. Just a damn he just makes actor. it something.
0: no yeah. he he knows how to do the damn thing. But you know who else knew how to do the damn thing in this movie? Obviously, big nasty in the few seconds he's in, but that's not who <laughs> I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> what's her name? Mila Davis Kent. Okay. I don't oh, know yeah. if she's been anything before. I don't know if this is her first movie, but let me tell you, that little girl is adorable. Okay. I really appreciated that they, you know, they, they, the use of ASL in this. I mean, they don't really have a choice because mm-hmm. the character's deaf, so, you know, they don't really have any options, but yeah. it's just. It was their their chemistry, her chemistry with um Tessa Thompson and Michael B. Jordan was fantastic. You really buy them as a family unit. Like I wanted to see her beat up the kid who who tore up I was like, yeah, you know what? Fucking throw hands, Amara. Like yeah. this, you, Obviously, kids, if you're listening, I don't know why you're listening. First of all, this is not a kid friendly podcast. I know, uh, right? Where are your parents? And, a, and as someone who was an ISS teacher, obviously, I should not be advocating for kids to fight. <laughs> <You know? laughs> <laughs> but that being said, you know, fuck around, find out, kid, all right, like it's gonna be like that sometimes.
1: What I also love is one of the things that Hollywood does a lot is that they try to make disability means, oh, this person's just gonna be nice and sweet, and it's like they're pained and troubled and everything. It's like no, it's like it's like Bianca flat out says it's like you know they're still kids, right like yeah, like they still, are still live
0: full lives.
1: Yeah. It's like, just because they have a disability does not mean, does not preclude them from being a dick. And just because they have a disability doesn't mean that they will be, uh, that they won't be nice. It's yeah. They can still, they can still be
0: three dimensional people. They're not yeah. pigeonholed into just being one person's idea of what someone with a disability is like. And you're right. I, I do think that was a, one of the stronger points of the movie. Um, who else on the cast really nailed it? Because I feel like, I mean, Phyllis Rashad, she doesn't miss. She's never missed a day in her life. And I don't necessarily love some of the things they did with her, but I'm like, well, she's fucking, she, I mean, she's acting her ass off, so.
1: Although I'm kind of sad, because I feel like we've moved on to killing all the black dads in movies, so now we're killing all the black we're killing moms the black moms.
0: We can't have black parents in films, True, sure. Everybody knows this. <sighs> uh, it's an unspoken rule in Hollywood. You are just going ahead and diving into that, because I don't have a, a big uh, section of that about her death. Feels like it happened real quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's one of the pacing things I'm talking about, where it was emotional. Like, it was a great scene with her and, and Adonis. Like, it was a heartbreaking. Her calling him Apollo, whatnot, saying, oh, Adonis saved me. Like, that was real sweet. It was great. But it just... And they tease, like, yeah, she had a stroke earlier. Like, you know, do you want to live with us? She was like, no, it'll be fine. But, like, just was not expecting them to have an argument. And then five seconds later she drops dead practically
1: yeah i kind of felt like that was gonna be at the end of the movie but i guess yeah. like where they put it is good is i guess good enough because it's like
0: it's ramping up towards the end
1: yeah it just did feel like that there should have been a little bit more before then like yeah. we don't even see like her heart's week after she argues with adonis
0: yeah And that's like, that's one of the things where I was saying, some of the pacing of this movie is a bit confusing, where while I was in the theater, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed every minute of this movie, but while I was in the theater, I was having a hard time gauging, like, and I didn't check my phone, it wasn't one of those, like, oh, let me check my phone to, like, you know, when can can I get out of here, but it was one of those of, like, wait, what part of the movie are we supposed to be in now? Have we been here for an hour, or have we been here for, like, 30 minutes? yeah or it's like oh she just died we're ramping up to the big fight it was like or is he gonna have another like right when uh she died it was like wait are they gonna have two fights it was like he has the first fight and he loses then he comes back like in creed 2 like it was just hard to gauge where this all was taking place in the timeline of the film but you know that being said when it all wrapped up i wasn't complaining like oh i was just so confused by that time it was just like hmm i'm i don't know where this is like how how long until i can go pee <laughs> i mean i also had a showing of of cocaine bear like immediately after so I was, like you know gauging the time there side note cocaine bear entertaining movie
1: wanted to go see it but was with was at the movies with a friend and she did not want to uh stay for cocaine bear which i was which
0: i was mad at you can't party with the bear she
1: can't party with the bear
0: she ain't got that bear in her
1: but uh it's like in the beginning, I feel like it takes its time a little too much. Like, mm-hmm. okay, we can speed this up just a little, just faster. a little bit, just a tad. Yeah, and it's and it's like then it's like, oh, we get to the middle. There's some decent pacing, but then it's like suddenly shock. We're in the third act, and I'm like, wait, what?
0: It's like that shifted into maximum overdrive real quick.
1: I guess the whole thing is like it was ramping up speed to this, yeah. And
0: Which, to a certain extent, I do appreciate because I feel like a lot of times we do you know think like okay like are we gonna like when are we getting to the third act it just it felt somewhat abrupt although the runtime of this movie was shorter than i was expecting it's less than two hours i think really i thought it was i thought it was two hours and some minutes i want to say hold on let me let me check i want to say it's an hour and 50 minutes it's an hour and 57 minutes okay so it's so less than two hours and that's that's probably including credits and whatnot so yeah so
1: honestly yeah it did feel like i was there longer
0: honestly yeah like and that's what i was saying with the pacing where it's like you can't tell how long it is and you're not complaining but you're like this i don't know where i am in the time frame of of just experiencing this but you know there are worse movies to be confused by the timing of yeah
1: all right, so I feel like we're on the pacing a bit too much. So let's stop that. Let's well, you ramp know up. What's our a big pace. part of the?
0: I was gonna say, you know what? A, a big part of the pacing is Adonis's arc. It's all about Adonis's arc. You see, you read my fucking mind, bro. You just we're fucking <laughs> we're right there. We're locked in. Locked How do you in, feel man. about Donny's arc overall, though? I like
1: it. I feel as though there's something missing, though. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to say. Like I don't want to say like ah oh, like it w- it could have been perfect everything because honestly it's really good even a really solid. missing piece. It's a solid yeah. piece where it's like oh it's like there's this o- old friend never re- never reached out to him and everything you know I try you know he took the rap sheet for me and everything and it's like okay I like this I like him dealing with a piece of his past. He didn't just become, like, new family and everything right when it happened. It's like it was an adjustment period and he still was with his old friends.
0: Yeah, he didn't forget where he came from.
1: Yeah, I like that. And then, like, for it to come back and not only is it something that he feels like he needs to make up for, which, uh, which he does a good job with, in my opinion, of trying to offer his friend, you know, Hey, I can, like, get you... I can get you a job. We can try yeah, and build you up and everything.
0: Offering him a helping hand. Like, giving him a shot.
1: Yeah, I like that. Like it a lot. What I, uh, feel like is... Mi- what I feel like is missing, though, is just... That one piece where it's like, okay... Like, this needs to be fully on him. Otherwise, I feel like this is just small mm-hmm. much And as much as the fight is, like, his fault for starting it and everything... He... I feel like Duke I mean not Duke, Damien would have uh would have done the same thing if he saw him because it's like this is the guy who abused them in their yeah. home it's like so i so it's like it's get this like small feeling of nah there's there's there should have been like a little more to this, something else,
0: yeah, well, and I think that is part of like what they're saying at the end, and we'll get into this later when we talk about their dynamic and. Just what are the, This movie, I feel like, plays a lot with like toxic masculinity and whatnot in an interesting way that I feel like not enough people are talking about. But at the end, when uh, Adonis is like, yeah, you know, my bad, it was on me. And then uh, Dame's like, no, it wasn't on you. You were a kid. Like, it wasn't on either of us. Like, I think that is lending itself towards what you're saying where it does seem like Damien's got them. I'm like, yeah, no, like it's, it wasn't on you. Like we were kids. I would have done the same thing, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but as for that missing piece, I do agree. I think for me, maybe if there'd been, like you said, another conversation with his mother right before she died, you know, some of that, or maybe another, another conversation or confrontation with Dame, uh, around that period because it did feel weird that dame didn't say anything like oh sorry about your mom or anything like that like yeah even when i for a second i thought when he was like talking shit and whatnot he was gonna say something about his mom then it was just odd that there was like no acknowledgement at all um and going along with his his mom dying i think that is the one part where i was like okay rocky could have done something like, I'd, I, I'm fine with Sylvester Stallone not appearing in the movie. I'm fine with not even hearing his voice. But even if he had said something like, oh, Rocky called or whatever, like, about his mom. Like, anything like that. that yeah. Would, I think that would have been like, oh, okay. Yeah, sure.
1: That is one of those problems with, like, phasing Rocky, Sylvester Stallone out entirely of the movie. It's like, okay, there there still should be something to, like, indicate Rocky being there and if he's dead, which I hope he's not dead, but if he is dead, that I feel like that also should have been acknowledged some way, some point.
0: Yeah, yeah. but, you know, I I assume he's not dead, because I feel like they would have said that. Like, yeah. Even if it was, like, not in the movie, like, the producers would be like, oh yeah, Rocky died off screen, which obviously people wouldn't like, but, you know, that would be some type of acknowledgement of, you know, where the hell the character is.
1: Yeah, and I also feel like there's no way, like, um, this guy would be talking shit about Adonis and Rocky wouldn't at least check up on him. It's just, there's so many points where Rocky should have been acknowledged in some way.
0: Yeah, so, I don't know, maybe just send him a text off screen and and we didn't. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Rocky can barely use a phone, though, realistically. Like, it seems like he's kind of just a landline guy. Yeah, true that, true that.
1: Although he- But! Although not go ahead. Although it's like we do know that he co- he could from the first um, Creed movie. At least he knows how to call with cell phones and stuff and he knows how to use robots. So I don't well, know. Well,
0: I mean, that was a different time, Drew. Robots were all the rage in the 80s. Rocky you know, Force was, just, Ro- that was Ro- just the I mean, it's, we saw it's how it's that like robot Rock- worked out for them. So
1: Yeah, but it's like but it's like it's the one, it's the one thing about acknowledging Rocky Force's existence with both of Creed 1 and 2, I mean Creed 2 and 3. He he knows how to build... He knows robots. He knows how to build them. It's like, I don't think he wouldn't know how to use a smartphone.
0: So what you're saying to me, it sounds like, is release the robot cut.
1: Release the robot cut. Release the robot
0: cut of Creed. <laughs> when is Creed going to get a robot? Creed 4, he's going to have a robot. I'm calling it now. If he doesn't... If there's not... jokes aside. If there's not some reference of having to... S- some kind of reference to the robot in Creed 4, just as a fun wink, then I will be disappointed. And surprised.
1: Maybe there's a picture of a robot <laughs> in Rocky. Yeah, extract. just something.
0: I don't know. Something that like, goes to a, one of Rocky's old warehouses or like storage or something. Maybe Rocky dies then, and you know Apollo like they're at the, at the will reading or something, or like getting stuff out of storage. And and Rocky's son have Milo Vinta, Ventimiglia come back. He's like, he would have wanted you to have this. It's the fucking robot. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I don't know.
1: Uh, oh yeah, like dude, like uh, apparently this is
0: like the robot that his best friend uh, shagged, so he wanted you to have this. He wanted you to have it. God, God Polly fucking sucks. I'm glad we don't mention Polly in these movies. Polly's the fucking worst.
1: I honestly was glad when he like was just gone. I don't even yeah, think they,
0: like, say anything about him, so I'm glad about that. Yeah, he's just fucking dead. Yeah. But, you know who's not dead? Dame. Dame's very much alive when he comes out of prison. He's like, hey, Give me a shot. And through some shenanigans, he gets that shot. Now, I'll admit, at that party, when the guy breaks Drago's arm or whatever, I was like, did Dame set that up? I don't know. I don't like that. It feels kind of like cartoon villainy, like twisting his mustache, you know? And yeah. then it was revealed. I was like, ah, okay. That was telegraphed. I saw that coming. I, I would have liked it if it really was just some random thing. I think that would have been funnier.
1: Yeah. could It been, would have been funnier, but it makes sense, especially since we see how desperate dame is
0: he is pretty desperate and understandably so because that's an interesting part of his character like the clock's ticking you know Mm -hmm. like he is older than greed he's like i am like running out of time if i want to ever like accomplish my dream and that's why the moment where he's like you know imagine spending 15 years watching someone else live your life like damn he's uh he got a point he because he had them hands he was on the fast track and then you know yeah the shit went down but let's talk about oh yeah go ahead
1: I also feel like Adonis was a big part of that as well, because you uh-huh. see that he's sort of been, tra- that he sort of trained himself in prison to use Adonis's favorite fighting style, which is uh, not only the ability to analyze your opponent, but also hit it, hit, instead of hitting them with like a bunch of Flurious strikes, you hit him at the right time in the right place. He's very much an analytical fighter it's like combined Sherlock with Holmes. a power boxer. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that. I like the whole, like, that's how the dynamic was. And when Dane lost him, it's like he had to adapt to that fighting. So that's a nice yeah. touch.
0: And something about the fights in this movie in general, not to bring it back to a place of superheroes, but it's me and Drew, so we're going to. No doubt. The fights in this movie, like, it made me see, was like, okay, now I see, like, how Wildcat from the Justice Society is like, yeah. Yeah. Like, he's, he's, yeah. And Daredevil. I was like, yeah. Like by the way, Wildcat hands. is one
1: of my favorite old school superheroes. Oh, and that's great! Yeah, he's he's great. Honestly, let uh, I'm about to call him. I'm about to call his character Dame uh, Let Jonathan Majors play Wildcat. I, would well, I was gonna to say him.
0: everyone fan cast Dave Batista's Bane. I want Dave Bautista to play Wildcat.
1: Honestly, I would I would love Dave Bautista to be Wildcat. My only thing is like I never like Dave Bautista. I've never seen him like use his uh wrestling st- wrestling style in his in the movies and stuff, which I think is just the parts that he's chosen to play but it's like i would love to see it though
0: well there you go and just like i'd love to see more of diamond dame anders even though he fought dirty as fuck against Chadas. <laughs> yeah like i was like bro do you want the championship because you're playing real reckless
1: yeah it's like honestly it's like honestly i, I felt like once that elbow
0: that was like he should have been disqualified should have been out
1: yeah that there was no way that that wasn't seen by the round
0: I'm like, bro, you, he didn't even need the fucking, the elbow to take out Chavez. No offense to Chavez, but Chavez was a bit of a bitch. Like, let's be real. Like, he he just wouldn't, he didn't have these hands. You know, he wasn't ready.
1: Yeah, it's like, I kind of w- wish, like, of the long pacing everything, we got some moments where we saw Chavez, uh, like, in actual fights.
0: Yeah, because before that, you see him training, and you're like, this guy's, like, kind of a little dick. Yeah, like I mean, it's he it seems like you know good relationship with his mom, like that's nice. Like he's the current champ, but I don't know. I just yeah. he wasn't very likable. I didn't necessarily feel bad when Dame kicked his ass. I didn't, you know. Obviously, you're not supposed to be like yeah Dame because he fucking cheated and he fought dirty and the whole fight like he he set it up. So like that's fucked up on his part. But like I was not disappointed that Chavez no longer had the belt. Yeah,
1: it's, it's kind of it's like in that moment you more feel bad that you realize that uh
0: that uh Donis got played than yeah. the actual guy in the hospital. Yeah, no, you care more about how it affects the Creed family and and just how it was just unsporting, you know. Instead yeah. of like, oh man, he beat he beat Chavez. It's like, all right, well, okay, okay. Chavez um, wasn't too bad boosh. for him. Yeah, it sucks to suck, I guess, you know. Yeah. But, you know, that's uh that's the law of the jungle. But after just Dame just absolutely demolishes Chavez, just <laughs> really just beats him like a Cherokee drum, as The Rock says in Fast and Furious 6. Uh, you get that good turn where like Adonis goes to call him out. And then that's when Dame's like, nah, son, like, she yeah, has, psych, I'm the bad guy. You know, which we all saw coming, obviously, because we've seen the trailers and we saw the yeah. poster for the movie where they're facing off. And we've just seen, how clearly you know even though no one else seems to be picking on it picking up on it that dame is you know he's got some some resentment Mm -hmm. but this scene and then just how it plays out of just dames continuing like just shit talking adonis and be like no like i'm like you ain't shit like i'm i should have been the champ like i am the champ now like you took my life i think is really really well performed on um Jonathan Major's part
1: yeah it's like you can it's like you can see like the resentment it's like even now that he has the championship it's like I still feel like you stole my life it's like I took the fall for you it's like there's a it's like you we know like he believes like at the end of it he knows like he didn't take the fall for him but at the same time it's like it kind of is like that you feel like he did he feels like he
0: did and yeah they were he was in that situation because Adonis couldn't keep his temper in check Yeah Which is something we've seen the character have trouble with For the whole series And in that instance was very understandable Because he was a child and he was a victim of abuse
1: Yeah it's like And it's like now having like the ability to fight back It's like I I can't see any point Where he wouldn't do that so
0: Yeah but Going into that like specifically With the scene on the beach A that's just a fantastic scene all around But I think that's That's that scene has something that I don't really think we've gotten from the other Creed movies and really most of the Rocky movies. I mean, maybe depending on how you look at Drago, but like that scene was like, like Damien was scary. It's like, I could see them like jumping or shooting Adonis in that scene, like kneecapping him or something. Cause like he had him dead, like he beat the shit out of him just with one punch, had him blood coming out of his eye. Like he's down on the ground. Like if they wanted to, you know, just start kicking him like, Oh,
1: yeah it's also it's like the it's just with all the stuff that they have built up about him it's like we know he che- we know he cheats he sucker punched creed in that moment mm. and it's like it's like we know like in I that mean his
0: his guys like pulled a gun on on adonis
1: yeah it's like we know we know like this isn't the ring this isn't where fair play is gonna be it's like you yeah. don't know what dame's gonna do to adonis in that moment and you're kind of wondering okay how is this gonna end
0: yeah how's this gonna shake out
1: yeah, is it gonna be more of a street brawl or are they gonna wait till the ring to do
0: that? And it's like you I mean it's, if it's they'd tense. done a street brawl, it really would have been Rocky Five.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the one thing they had to change about. They're like, <laughs> but, guys,
0: we can't go down this road.
1: <laughs> look, we're not we're not Rocky 5 We're not gonna be Rocky Five. But I also do like the self control that Adonis shows. It's like one of that's the things gross. T- Yeah. I also feel like it shows like uh, like you mentioned like this movie is all about toxic masculinity and one of the things associated with that is uh uncontrolled anger and a yeah. lot of pe- and a lot of ways that's portrayed in ho- in Hollywood and really just like with people's stories in general is that oh it's like they they have these bursts of ang- of anger everything they can't mm. control themselves and stuff and it's like no 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 sometimes that anger is just internalized and it's like it's more it's more like of wo- cooker. yeah it's like they just won't let it they just won't let it out. Instead, it comes out in other ways. Like, they won't talk about things or they don't um, they don't go to you for help. It's like, it's just like, you. there are other ways that anger can affect things besides
0: yeah. explosiveness. And that whole, like, theme that you're talking about, that is what leads them to giving Tessa Thompson some of her, like, best moments in this movie. Where the whole time, throughout Adonis' arc, she's like, dude, like, you need to talk. Like, you need to express your feelings because it's killing you internally it's killing our relationship like it's not good for our family like you're not dealing with this stuff especially now that you don't have boxing as an outlet anymore and that's when you you know you get that breakdown where he finally opens up and it also like when he goes into his past trauma like that does to a certain extent help explain why he was so like quick-tempered and whatnot in the earlier movies because he's been yeah. that way he's had to be that way his whole life like not even just because like oh well he was in the group home for or he was in juvie for a little bit like we see at the beginning of the first movie it's like no like he's like he has been through some shit, so it's understandable that he's to a certain extent always going to be in some sort of like fight or flight mindset
1: it's a really good way of like showing like the the uh progression of his trauma and how he's tried to like move through it it can even be the whole reason why he wanted to go into boxing in the first place it's like mm-hmm. it wasn't just like dame and everything it's just like no it's like i need to hit something yeah i need to prove i'm the strongest yeah you
0: know and even like ignoring the the i'm sure part of it obviously we talked about just with these movies in general part of it is that legacy yeah so they're like oh this is what you know my my dad did and whatnot but even in um The first Creed, which we didn't cover on this show, but when he first goes to Rocky, like, Rocky's like, look, I can tell you've had education, like, why would you, like, be, choose to be a fighter? Like, you don't have to do this. And Donnie there says, like, I've been fighting all my life, I, i never had a choice. So it's like, finally getting some insight into that. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, like, that tracks. But, that's all leading up to the training montage, and then... They're just the 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 baller final fight. So Let's talk about the training montage first. Where do you where would you compare it to? Because we talked about this last week. Where would you compare it with the Creed two training montage? Where would you put it?
1: It's below it for me, but mm. it's still real. But it's still really good. Like I think the Creed franchise in- has. Uh-huh. I think all three of the uh all three of the uh, montage the training montages with the Creed franchise are mm. great. I will say however, I think this one is the weakest one for me just because it's this one is like other of the training montages show like a like the character's growth fully. I feel like this one is more of okay, we've gone through the growth, now we're going through like the build, just build up.
0: I I agree that it's weaker than Creed 2 for me, but I would still put it above Creed 1. And mind you like this is especially when we're talking about the creed franchise we're just, we're still just comparing just great things like it's still like i'll, I'll be honest this training montage is still a lot better than a lot of the other rocky montages like if we're if we're being yeah. realistic um but i do agree with what you're saying where parts of it felt almost unfinished in terms of his growth like it mm-hmm. it suffers from what we've been talking about a lot with this movie with it's paced somewhat strangely yeah uh and its individual parts are interesting but after you know he's knocked down he has that moment where like he gets up and he takes off his helmet and he starts he's like come on big nasty i'm not <laughs> <getting out laughs> of it. which we got to give this this scene points for the best use of, of big nasty in this film um, yeah because he's great
1: yeah i also like it like they the don't difference. get rid of, yeah, not only that they're friends, but they don't just get rid of him after one movie, I because agree. that is something that I think the Rocky franchise d- does after um, after Creed uh, 2, because it's like, the it's like Creed 2 was obviously always going to be a rematch, so there was no way to get rid of him, he just became a staple of the series. Uh, oh, you but, mean Rocky 2? Oh uh, yeah, Rocky 2. <laughs> I said Creed, didn't I? You did. Apollo was always going to be a staple of the series because of that. But um, after that, it's like every other person that Rocky fights will disappear after the first movie. I don't think they even have an effect on the world,
0: so... I mean, hey, we don't know what Thunder Lips is up to. We don't know what he's got going on in this universe. Maybe the next movie he fights he fights Thunder Lips' <laughs> son.
1: What's he going to <laughs> uh, be called?
0: He's uh, going to be called Lightning Teeth. Lightning Teeth. <laughs> yeah, Lightning Teeth. He bites. He bites real fast in the ring. That's his theme. He just he just chomps down.
1: Okay, okay, but uh, yeah. That like I said, that's something I like. That uh, we get the return of Victor, and it's really it's really cool. Like he doesn't just disappear from the world, and even like he's like a part of. He's technically a part of uh, Adonis's uh, highlights and stuff. It's like yeah, mm-hmm. it's like Victor. It's like Victor is a friend. And it's like yeah, you want to show the championship, you gotta beat Victor. It's like he's the guy to beat. No. Oh. By the way, totally think that he can stay in the ring for so long because of super sold that super soldier serum. That's oh yeah, in he's not life. he's
0: not a human being. Like he is <laughs> something more, uh, something greater, something bigger and nastier. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but going back to to specifically the scene where he's training with Adonis in the ring, and he's like he's beating the shit out of Adonis because you hmm. know what else is going to happen? when You step in the ring with with Victor Drago. And even he's like, I don't want to keep doing this. <laughs> he's like, I don't think he can take this. <laughs> like, he's getting yeah, shit like, kicked fr- in right now.
1: He's like, dude, we're friends now. This isn't like the point where I, I almost tried to kill you.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's like, if we keep doing this, I'm going to concuss you. Um, but then you get that moment where Donnie's knocked down. And this is a really strong moment. Uh, up until this point, I would say the training montage has been strong. And I would say that this is a very strong moment. And it gets up the music swells. You get the great J. Cole verse. And he's 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 on it now. Like he's he's ramping up. But somewhere I think around the time where like he starts fighting in front of the mirror, you're like, Okay, I'm confused where this is this going, how much longer this is it gonna be? But then it like quickly just goes to him running on the Hollywood Hills. You're like, Oh, okay, well that I was expecting it to wrap up soon, but not that soon, like Yeah. Pacing was awkward, although mirroring mirroring his training with, uh, you know, with, with Dame's training as the Rocky films and Creed films always do, like, that was cool. Because Dame, just, we got to take a second. We got to take a second, Drew. Obviously, Creed 2, we talked a lot about the bodies. This is Creed. We got to talk about the bodies. Yeah. Victor Drago, we said last week, just obviously inhuman. Like, the man has a 37 pack. And then you got <laughs> Michael B. Jordan just looking, just built just mm-hmm. built spectacular but Jonathan Majors is built like a brick shit house.
1: yeah I was like looking ahead I was wondering where was all this during the Ant-Man movie
0: I mean it was hidden under that that Kang that dope Kang armor apparently but <laughs> Jesus H Christ I mean There's a reason why I fan cast him as Superman last year when we were doing our, you know, DCEU reboot pitches, which Mm -hmm. seems like some of my things might be coming true, but that's for a Clash of the Stash episode. But, and it was because I'd seen, I mean, aside from just seeing him act and other things, like, oh, he's a great actor, I'd seen a set photo of this training scene where I saw how jacked he was, I'm like, that's we need to get that man in a superhero role. Like he, and one where he has the chance to be shirtless. I don't know why we'd really have Kang shirtless. You can have Superman shirtless though. You know, Lois is like, Hey, Smallville, come bail some hay.
1: Yeah. And you know, it's like Marvel. Well, not Marvel MCU. It's a tradition that all of the male superheroes get their shirtless scene. At least once.
0: We've been getting away from that lately. And I got to say, Drew, I'm not happy about it. (laughs) We need to objectify these men more. (laughs) Okay, we need equality. We need equity. Yes. We need to see the work they're putting in. We need to see their beefy bods. Okay, so it can make us feel worse about ourselves. And then either just send us down a shame eating spiral or motivate us to go to the gym. You know, I saw Creed 3, a little bit of both happened for me you know? Oh my
1: god, I couldn't get you to go to the gym in college, man.
0: <laughs> I, well, I go now. How much of it is because of the Creed franchise? I'm embarrassed to say. <laughs> yeah. you know, maybe I'm having my own little training montage. But, back to this training montage, I will say it's cool when he pulls the plane, you know?
1: Yeah, that, like that. that was cool. He's like, I don't know why, but I kept, ima- I kept imagining uh, Bianca just sitting in the plane. She's like, in the plane, cheering yeah. him on. So he's like,
0: Ooh, yeah. I liked uh, the beginning with Lil Duke being like, Bro, you're beat to shit. Like, you're old. (laughs) Your hands don't work. It had the same energy as going back to superheroes, but this time it's actually irrelevant. In Dark Knight Rises, when the doctor's, like, saying, yeah, you have no cartilage in your knee, like, you had 75 concussions, like, you are old. Like, you are fragile. It had that same energy.
1: Although, I wish you had brought that up, because I still want to know, what happened? He was perfectly healthy by the the other time. What happened in between the... Um, um just movie one, a movie two and three. It's like it's come on, fall
0: down the stairs, but yeah. Also, side note: Wood Harris, he's great as Duke in this. I was very amused every time he was just trying to be a hater on Damien. which he was mm-hmm. right, he was correct the entire time. Um, but it was it it, it was funny. All right, so now we got to talk about what we got to talk about. The we got to talk about the final fight. This just fucking. What a final fight.
1: I'm having a hard time just focusing on one thing. Okay.
0: Leading so just- up... Here, I'll, I'll, I'll give you time to collect your thoughts. Leading up to this movie, you'd heard a lot about how uh, Michael B. Jordan was saying he was really anime-inspired. And this is the fight where you really see it. You're like, oh, okay. I see where... And I'm not even a big anime guy. I'm like, okay, no, there's this... I see what they were talking about here. And it's just the visuals the sequence where just the whole crowd goes away and it's just the two of them the sound design like just the choreography i think this is some of the best fight choreography that we've had in the entire franchise
1: i think this is because they're trying to focus way more on the analytical side of fighting we see them mm. where it's like oh we're focusing on specific points and yeah this is like an anime because in anime it's like analytical fights are kind of like one of the things that's not the hardest to pull off but they try to immensely i think most people think that doesn't happen because of dragon ball being one of the most popular and that has left dragon ball since well since z became a thing but it's like when i was watching i was like oh yeah this definitely does feel like anime you see them noticing the finer points it's like oh when they're moving in a certain way you see Mm -hmm. like even small um small showings on their faces of oh i noticed that it's like yeah it, it works really well and it, it's not a stylized but it works really well
0: it works really. really well and it's more stylized than you'd expect from the rocky franchise yeah
1: especially when the uh their points of their lives keep popping up yeah. as they fight it's like i like that like my favorite part was the beginning when it's like oh there's no more people in the arena it's just yeah. these two it's like we didn't have the knuckle down brawl but it's like we might as well with that shot that was perfect
0: it was a... God, and so many shots in this fight are perfect. The scenes, or the shots where they're sitting in their respective corners and they see each other as kids. Um, the scene where Dame uppercuts uh, Adonis in the, in the stomach and you see like the sweat flying off his back. Like, that's fucking cool as hell. So mm-hmm. many of their individual like movements are just... It's like, like I said, it's like, damn, I see how, like, a superhero (laughs) would want to learn boxing because they have these hands. And it felt like the most, even though Adonis walks away from this fight less visibly damaged than the fight in Creed 2, like, this felt like the most evenly matched fight we've had in a Creed or a Rocky movie in a while.
1: There's no way, like, you can say, like, they were even with the Drago fight and everything, even if it went the full 12... the full 12 rounds and everything it's like nah it's like it was more of adonis was um it was a more of david and goliath situation yeah yeah but with this one it's like nah. this is an even fight both are as good as the other both are strong as the other so now it all comes down to technique it comes down to drive and will Mm. and it's and it, re- and it keeps the emotion flowing, especially with both sides saying to forget that that was your old friend. And it's yeah. like, as you see it, and it's like, as the visual it's like, neither one of them can forget that. That's the whole yeah. reason they're here.
0: And, you know, you, you talk about the emotion, and that is something we mentioned with Creed 2, where it, we were saying the stakes were more personal for that fight than the fight in Rocky 4 even because while Rocky 4 like Rocky versus Drago you know it was like Rocky really just wanting to fight to honor and you know get justice or whatever you want to call it for his friend it was set in front of the backdrop of like oh he's ending the cold war um and with the fight between Creed and Drago in Creed 2 it was a, a a battle, I guess, with legacy, in a way. And it was a way for Adonis to not necessarily mourn or honor his father, but more come to terms with who he is as a person and what he wants to, you know, fight for.
1: And what And why he continues to fight, period.
0: Yeah, why he continues to fight, period. And it was also, like, Drago you know fighting his own battle of like desperately trying to be accepted by his family and his country whereas this fight feels even more personal because these two already had such a deep history with one another and it really is like as i mean we see it through the visuals where they're looking at each other as kids and you know like the fight like with the prison bars and they're both in flashbacks of their abusive foster dad like that not only are they fighting each other but they're fighting an internal battle Like, as well. Whereas, even though the fight between Creed and Drago was still, obviously, for good reason, intensely personal, that was a much more, like, exterior-facing battle. Like, by that point, Adonis, like, he'd already, you know won his inner battle with himself he was like no like i'm fighting drago like i'm doing this like his his enemy space ward and sure drago had some interior stuff going on but that wasn't as explored whereas this fight was i mean we see i guess a total of three i mean it's a 12 round fight they made it to the 12 rounds we only see three of those rounds in the quote-unquote real world because so yeah. much of the fight is in their little like anime inspired not necessarily fantasy land or dream world, but it's in that more abstract arena. And I think that's really interesting.
1: Yeah, I call I call it more of the uh character the character landscape because mm-hmm. this is all all about their characters, how they're viewing the fight, feeling yeah. the fight as a that's go a good way to it. that's a good way to describe it. Yeah, so it's 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 really well done. And I I do gotta say like this like in the other fights and everything I felt like the choreography was off in the other in the other fights like it was it wasn't to the point where it was like bad it's just like I just felt like okay something's off with it in this one I feel like they put their all into it and it came out beautifully
0: I I never necessarily felt like the other choreography was off but I do agree like I think this is Probably some of the best fight choreography the entire franchise has seen. I mean, maybe barring, I think Rocky Four because they actually did physically punch each other in the face. <laughs> like, yeah. like uh, Dolph Lundgren sent uh, Sylvester Stallone to the hospital because <laughs> he was like, "All right, I want you to actually hit me." And Dolph Lundgren went, "Okay," and he like knocked his ass out. <laughs> so you
1: hey, know. hey, gotta get gotta get points to the craft he, there.
0: <laughs> he, he hey, you know, Dolph Lundgren he is dedicated to his craft. That is that is what I'll say on that. But no. Uh, I mean, do we have anything else to say about this final fight, aside from just how amazing it is, before we move on to the next bit?
1: No, I think I'm good. Uh, I think, think we said everything we needed to about it. It's visually amazing. It's technically amazing. It's emotionally amazing. It's, it's a, it's a amazing. damn good fight. It's, it's a, a damn, damn good fight.
0: fight. Yeah. But that damn good fight then leads to the resolution we get between Adonis and Damon. Cause obviously Donnie wins in the end, you know, spoiler. Yeah. Um, Is it really a spoiler? You,
1: did we really expect anything less?
0: I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't have been surprised if he lost, but like they still managed to reconcile, you know, that would have been interesting, but that's a different you know movie overall. Um, but then we do get that moment of reconciliation between them that we mentioned earlier, where like, you know Adonis finally does apologize and Damien's like you know what no like it wasn't on you and then might be like it wasn't on you either like they were we were both kids and I saw someone on another review say like this whole movie could have just been like this whole conflict could have been solved with an apology like way earlier like it didn't need to go this far and that's nah. not necessarily incorrect but I think that is playing into so much of what we talk about and what this movie plays around with of toxic masculinity, where they're not talking about their problems, they're not expressing their emotions, they're burying everything deep down, and they're just going full tilt, head down, just going to beat the shit out of somebody. Because yeah. I'm, I'm a big tough man, I'm not going to talk about how some shit makes me feel.
1: Yeah, and normally I am one of those people who advocate, okay, why aren't these people talking about it and everything, but it's like... Normally, the normally when that comes up when I complain about it, it's like okay, either they're old friends or they have no reason to hide certain right. stuff and everything. It's like this one; they are old friends, but it's like again, it's like there's the whole backdrop of Dame went to prison, Adonis feels responsible and everything, yeah. and both are in this toxic phase of not truly talking about their problems. Whether they bury it, they do their own things, and that's how and that's how the conflict starts. It's like really, it is too Two old friends unable to talk about why they dislike each why they dislike each other but still wanna be around each other. It's a whole And you can
0: you can tell from the moment damien appears like they're dancing around it like they aren't necessarily i mean well damien maybe not necessarily because he's he's playing a, a con to a certain extent but yeah, you can he, tell he's Donnie's doing it uh, on purpose yeah and you can tell donnie's like not sure how to handle this like he you can tell he wants to apologize but he doesn't know what to say like well, that's why he's trying to make good with dame like bringing him into the gym and whatnot but the first time where adonis would really recognize that he would need to apologize is essentially on the beach but that's after dame has just cheated and essentially stole the belt like Mm -hmm. like played adonis and at that point like there's it's past just a simple apology because now like dame's threatening you know adonis's whole career and essentially like kind of threatens his family to a certain extent yeah Yeah. so it's like there's while an apology would still be necessary like that is not the moment for it it's like okay now you just you know sucker punch me and you're talking shit and threatening my family like this is not it's it's like you basically declared war yeah there's not gonna be any like you know holding hands and saying kumbaya in that exact moment
1: it's a perfect way of running out a conflict like this because it's fully character driven and it's not Mm. like forced by external forces it's like nah this is how we have processed our our um traumas and everything and it's like the whole point of the movie is to show okay you need to, like, not necessarily let like, go of your traumas, but process them.
0: Yeah, deal with them. And, in, I mean, in general, look, like, how many guys do we both know that it's just, they just refused to ever talk about their problems, and it just led to some dramatic shit like this, when it really could have been settled by saying, hey, my bad, or, like, hey, this upset me, you know? Yeah, we all, we all have that friend somewhere. Yeah, I mean, shit, we've all done it individually, like, I mean, yeah. you know, it, 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 society is not the best at telling or teaching men how to deal with their feelings. So, you know, at a certain point, (laughs) at a a certain point, we're all going to come into a situation where it's like, "Mm, you know what? I could have handled that differently by just actually saying something instead of bearing it down until I go and try and box my oldest friend. That being said, though, I do I did really appreciate the final scene between the two of them where it's like, hey, like this wasn't on either of us and. I do, you know, they do the handshake, which was, God, that was, like, shit. It's like, y'all still got mm-hmm. it. You're still there. And, you know, you do believe it when Adonis is like, if you need anything, like, you know where to find me. Like,
1: It's like, it's kind of like, okay, we're not exactly back to being friends, but it's like, we understand where we're at now.
0: Yeah. Although I will say, I halfway expected him to be like, when when Damon's like, no, nah, go celebrate with your family, whatever. I have expected when Creed got up and turned around to be like, like come on man like why are you just sitting there like i thought they were gonna make even more peace right there but i get why they wouldn't like that it was just a very emotionally traumatic situation they've been through
1: yeah it's, uh, and also it's like he did still threaten the fam it's like
0: it's one thing to threaten he did yeah i might i might wait a little bit before i bring him around my kid
1: yeah it's like it's one thing to threaten the bully; it's another thing to threaten the fam
0: especially because i think chavez was also it his party so i might yeah i'd be like (laughs) all right we might want to keep these two separate uh, (laughs) for a little bit um
1: hell i think uh wasn't uh drago at the party too and it's like yeah but uh, i don't think
0: well i don't know that drago necessarily knows that dame got his arm broke although who would win in a fight dame or drago i'd like to see it uh i think drago honestly i'm gonna gonna say drago because he's he's younger than 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 dame and he's just got that he's got that power and he did more damage to adonis than than dame did
1: yeah and he looks bigger than he did in the last movie he, <laughs> it's
0: like I, he's just he's like he's been
1: drinking his he's been drinking his juice he's been doing his squats
0: he has been eating his his green veggies like that that's a mountain of a man god he was wasted in shang chi <laughs> colossus Could have been a good, go- good colossus anyway though i do like the the final scene though of um donnie and his his wife and daughter like playing in the ring i think that was real sweet Mm-hmm. yeah overall though drew we, we've come to the the end of the of the movie and i know you know normally we'll do we do a more intense plot breakdown but i don't want to do that for this because i feel like this is a movie that i just want people to go see in theaters for themselves even if they listen to this like it's just it's good
1: also the scenes are best left un uh, untouched and you just see how they yeah. let it play out
0: just see how it plays out for yourself. So, Drew, we're gonna get into our overall thoughts and our final pros and cons in a little bit. But first, I gotta talk to you about something.
1: Oh, is this another? Is this another um, word from our sponsor?
0: It is another word from our sponsors. All right, because I gotta talk to you and the audience. Our loyal, just, just, fantastic, beautiful, intelligent, confident, talented audience. Our nerdites. Our nerdites. You know, we got to talk to him about the Power Up and Game podcast. So if you are enjoying this show, which I assume you are, or you're just hate listening, if you've made it this far into it, or if you've ever listened to anything we've ever done. Amazing patience for a hate listener. Amazing. Oh, my God. Incredible patience. But if you're listening to this and you want to hear more from the those of us at the TNS Network, you want to potentially, maybe, definitely go take a take a gander take a peep you know peep game at our video game news podcast called power up power up and game oh i can't even i'm so flustered i'm so excited by how talented those guys are the those peeps at the podcast on power up and game are it's just such a great show that i can't even get the name out cuz you know i'm just i'm tripping over myself really to sing its praises because on that podcast we went through some of the most popular the most shocking the most titillating and really just the most trending stories around the gaming industry you know we actually record this podcast a few days before the team at the powerpoint game Records, so we don't really know what they'll be talking about this week you know on the latest episode but you know if we had to guess they'll be talking about video games in some capacity so if you like games go and go and check out powerpoint game so back to our show Drew, what are your overall thoughts about Creed three? What's your favorite moment, least favorite moment, and then just your final thoughts overall?
1: Overall, I really do like. I really do like this movie. I feel like I'm gonna appreciate more as time goes on. First thought after I left the theater is like I'm gonna rewatch this and I'm gonna enjoy it even more on the next one. Like I feel like this is a movie you're just gonna appreciate more and more as time goes on. I agree. As for my favorite scene, it's gotta be the final fight. Like, of course, yeah, like
0: I'll second that in advance.
1: Yeah, the final fight is just amazingly well done. All of the emotions, all of the, uh, all of the build up for this, this final fight, and I gotta say, and I gotta say, it's not wasted in the least. It's like they do, they show you, they tell you, and show you everything they need to know, and it's just, it's just peak. I say that it was my. Yeah, I'd say my least favorite scene is probably, like, in the gym, like, first time in the gym with our champion, I can't even remember his name, I think it's- Chavez. Lick. Oh, Chavez, yeah. So so much red flags in that one scene, it's like, oh, come on, come on, Adonis, you're telling me you can't see the red flags with your with your man.
0: Yeah, You you're not noticing that Dame is unstable? Like, Duke was right, hashtag Duke was right, because- yeah. <laughs> He was like, "This man is trying to hurt people. Like, this is not a good idea."
1: It's like I think it's a recurring thing with the daughter. Listen to your traders. Your traders
0: listen to Duke, yeah, and he even says, to "Listen to Duke," but mm-hmm. he he never does. Although I will say, Duke wasn't all the way right. when He's like, "You don't owe this dude anything." He did owe a slight apology well, he, he, or an yeah, acknowledgement he, that there were feelings there, but he didn't. Yeah. You know, pass that. Sure, Duke was right.
1: Yeah, full. It's like this it's just my least favorite scene because it feels. Because it does feel like Adonis is just not reading the room. And it's like, it's one thing to, like, block it out. It's another thing to, like, have it right there in front of you and just not acknowledge it. No. Yeah, but... I agree. Yeah. But, least favorite favorite scene. I do want to add on that if they're going the way I hope, having the new Little Creed be the next protagonist would be amazing. It would be
0: amazing. I feel like we need a time drop of, like, 15 years though to justify that unless I do yeah. like, a kids boxing league
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I don't know how uh into that I would be but you know it could be It's like with it a good could writer. work
0: with this creative team it could work I'd be there
1: yeah but it's like a but it's like amara if she was the next if she was the next uh protagonist I wouldn't be against it it's like I lo- I love the fact that she wants to follow in her dad's footsteps and she's also uh was watching hit her dad's fights and learning how to punch it's like that's nice i like it it's whole it's like wholesome and everything it was wholesome
0: family violence that's the best <laughs> kind of violence you know the family that fights together stays together i guess i don't know i don't know what the takeaway from that is but it was cute it was a good father-daughter bonding moment like you said
1: yeah all right did i say
0: did i say everything it's like i got I a think little you distracted I okay think I mean, so, the yeah. overall thoughts is we just we like the movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, we, we, we
1: really it. like the movie. Go yeah. go watch it. It's like it's still in theaters at the time of this recording. Yeah, hopefully it's still in theaters by the time of uh, this being out. And it'll I mean, I'll be shocked.
0: Be... I'll be shocked if it leaves theaters sometime before this weekend. I'd be thunderstruck. Even yeah. So you know, uh, by, by the time you're it. listening to this, even if you're listening in the future, rent it. You know, if you don't own it already, you should own it. Um, as for my overall thoughts, banger movie good movie pacing a little weird sometimes but you know you get over it favorite moment as you said that final fight it's a fucking heater least favorite moment i don't know i don't really have a least favorite like moment or thing from this i guess any time where it's like i mean i guess i'll say maybe the funeral just because not even a call from rocky or something but that's a nitpick yeah, like i really yeah. there was nothing about this movie that as i was sitting there was thinking i don't like this i was like oh okay cool um yeah final thoughts just a top tier top tier movie i'd say right now as i'm thinking about it i think creed 2 is still above it for me but it's still above creed 1 for me it's still one of the better movies of the rocky franchise but let's uh let's wrap this bad boy up because you know we got we got to go do a couple of training montages of our own so drew what are you working on and where can people find you
1: you can find me on YouTube. You can find me on YouTube. I'm at Fanfic World, and you can find my social media on Instagram or Twitter, Drew Garrison underscore. Come and follow, come and follow me and see what I and see what I'm cooking
0: up next. See what he's cooking up next. And when you're done seeing what he's cooking up next, you can come take a look at what I'm cooking up next over at Screenrant. I'm still cranking out articles. I write a lot of Transformers and Power Rangers stuff lately because those seem to do well. I know. So if you're curious about Transformers and Power Rangers you're going to learn some things that I'm learning before I even write them. So there you go. And you can also find me on the socials, Instagram and Twitter and TikTok at back issue bins on the next episode. What is the next episode? Are we talking about the last of us? Uh, I think you, uh,
1: yeah, I think you and
0: uh, Taylor are on the last of us. Okay. Well then we'll be talking about the last of us. Clearly I pay attention to the schedule guys, Uh, but I'll tell you what, tell you what though. (laughs) Well, last night's episode banger. I look forward to talking about this series. Also, think about this in between episodes before we talk about Last of us guys. What if Pedro Pascal played Batman? Think about it. We will see you guys next week.